We had a listener suggestion last episode. We had one that you suggested before, Chris. We've been on an unbelievable streak of just coming in and going, here's what we're doing. Um, but now we're back to square one. Lunch versus mail. <laughs> we ranked that already in the uh, first episode of Rank Ideas, this podcast. Um, have you got any thoughts or should I chuck you my phone with the running uh, list of suggestions? I think we might have to turn to the phone because uh, I'm looking, I'm scanning my entire brain and all it's doing is screaming, the spice trade, the spice <laughs> trade, rank the spice trade. I mean, I've, I I refuse to rank any spice trade other than the one uh, in, the, in the June. The June series. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, we've, we resist doing timely content whenever we can. We don't want to be topic, too topical. God, I'm so far out of society that I don't know what you mean when you saying timely content. <laughs> um, I could just tell you anything about what's going on in the world while you're scanning the list. It's yeah, like, tell me something. Yeah, so uh, at the moment, so um, there's a celebrity feud between uh, the, t- the w- world's two biggest celebrities, Chris. Um, Tycho- Justin Bieber? <laughs> yes. R- Mech- uh, he's called Mecca Justin Rhett Bieber Butler. now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Rhett Butler and Justin Bieber <laughs> are having a, having a, a war. One, Rhett Butler's turned into a kaiju and is fighting Mecca Bieber. <laughs> Sorry, now I'm just distracting you from the list. No, it's good. I've got one. It's anyway. not a physical fight. That's the wildest thing. Oh wow! Yeah, they're just they're they're just flaming each other on Twitter. But you know, just that'll hurt all... them a lot more. Sadly. Exactly. Yeah. All, they, they're just... Happily, sappily. Uh, What's it? What did you What did you see on the list? Academia. Oh, I had a hunch actually. Did you? Yeah, because um, I just scanned. Nick it. just handed me a list with one word on it. <laughs> Just for listeners. No, because I was scanning it and then Academia popped out to me in a mm. way that it hadn't previously. So, really, right. clearly we've just, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, sh- like, we're really starting to converge. Two uh, bodies, one brain. One mecha versus one kaiju over a, over the Twitter that is the human brain. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to the Rank Ideas podcast, After Bread and Boys, your favourite podcast, where we rank every human idea on a mega list, which goes in order from best to worst. I'm Nick Delatovic. I'm a host here on Rank Ideas. Here I am. We record in my room. I like doing it. It's Wednesday morning. We did an episode just now. We're doing another one. The insulation in the room could be a little better, but (laughs) it's it's actually perfect for today. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you survived the hot summer. Um, it's going to be real bad, but I'm going to get through it by ranking every human idea from order best to worst in cooperation with you, Chris. Um, and the sweat I- glands will rank very highly. <laughs> You'll notice a mm, Gatorade, <laughs> icy poles, <laughs> just just words that are just any idea that insulation has- exactly winter. <laughs> These are our new top six. Slay, um, <laughs> Rudolph. Um, we're ranking academia today. Mm-hmm. Uh, should, shouldn't take long. <laughs> Those eggheads in their ivory tower. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. A tower made of ivory. People, people Number say, one. yeah, it's such a good idea, but we're not ranking that right now. Yeah. Um, define academia, Chris. Oh, no. I love it when you do. Yeah, I hate it. Um, this, it's, the, it's the entire discipline um, forged by. Oh, what is it? Is it? Spe- is it? A spe- it's 
Is it a discipline, you're going to say? Is it a cultural form? Is it like, oh, when, we, yeah, is it right. like when we define sport and we realise that sport is actually a cultural overlay that you put onto an activity? Like if if sport is a cultural overlay you put on the games, academia is a cultural form yeah, that you good. put on education. Yeah, okay, that's good. Um, but doing podcasts makes you good at doing podcasts. Um, Not me. <laughs> <laughs> but does academia make you good at doing the things? Yeah, I would say no. I, but like, but not. I mean, not necessarily. Not necessarily. We did, we ranked philosophy kind of low um, a bunch of episodes ago. Maybe that's what's made put us in mind to kind of zero in on academia as a thing. Yeah, I and I don't think that the they're necessarily comparable in in the traits that we were no. ranking of philosophy. Um, it just occurred to me that yeah, philosophy is basically an academic discipline. Um, but academia is, has its own like you know, it's not it's not just education; it's a specific no. kind of education. Um, how do you think it started? So I think this this feels like one where we could usefully just be like, all right, what? It, wh- how is it understandable and predictable that education, quote unquote, the idea of learning things, and then uh, potentially using those learned things in the world um, would be would end up being organised in this sort of way. It's difficult because I think it's something that's changed pretty significantly over, t- over time. Yeah. Um, and I guess we're ranking – how are we ranking as If we're ranking as a culture, then we sort of have to do it in its own time. Yeah. Is that is that true? Um, interesting like, question. Like I don't think we can rank like, you know, say, say if – 12th century academia or whatever. I, I, I think that's a good point. I don't think we, I don't think we're useful. I don't think it's useful. I think, yeah, I think this can give us some stricter handles. I don't, I don't but think. But we can also then understand it. Like we, we see a trajectory now where we can yeah. see where it's going. Which I, think is it's also worth, I think it's worth talking about how it's played thing. out over history and how it's yeah. changed and seeing, but I think we can, ultimately we want to reduce it down to the idea of like, well, let's see what we can, we can reduce it down to. The first thing that occurs to me is it's kind of a, a geographical form as in the first feels like the thing that, kicks it off is the idea of, oh, let's have a learning location, which has a lot of, you know, classic practical, um, you know, like the idea of, um, oh yeah, let's, you know, this, you start with the, it springs from the idea of like a schoolhouse or, um, just, you know, here's a clearing where we sit and we practice this, uh, thing or. In, yeah. And the, pr- and the primary purpose is to, um, to share that, to, to explore knowledge yeah. and, and, and there are structures of teaching and and um yeah the stru- sharing as well the structures of teaching of is an important part a lot yeah the idea of um uh the, you know and then you and then it's a um the culture form is it's it's an idea of you have you have specific figures like different humans in different codified roles you have um educators and administrators you have you know things like professors you have students being a student as a is, is maybe the big one of the biggest central features of the like academia allows the idea of the student to be a thing that you might spend a chunk of your life as and might be a core part of your identity in that time. Um, the and and yeah, I think and even, there there are rituals associated with obtaining rank. Yes, um, like in many, cultures. it's highly it's highly ritualized. Yeah. That's another thing. So yeah. highly ritualized. Um, you've got even now. I th- I think the idea of it being sort of located even now that you could you could theoretically engage with academia completely digitally um, and not have to be in a room with other people who are engaged with academia, it's still figuratively a location that you're engaging with. Like you're engaging with a world or a subset. I think this is why I think why it reminds me of sport in the cultural form. Like you can be really engaged in the quote unquote world of sport without ever leaving your house or interacting physically yeah, sure. with other people who are doing it. Um, but yeah, but you can think of yourself as, oh, I'm into sports. You can also think of yourself as ac- an academic um and you know this this concept of the academic 
maybe is the thing that is a is a commonality, you know, or whatever synonyms for it is a common thing across, yeah, like the different, like whether it's um, uh, Socrates and his mates um, seeing what is, tr- testing what is and isn't yeah, safe Yeah, are you willing to, to consider that part of academia? Uh, yeah, I think that seems responsible in terms of okay. the, yeah, at least not, you know, maybe not directly, but yes, the idea of, um, you know, over the last couple of thousand years, the idea of venerating curated spaces that are for inquiry for inquiry and for learning and you know for the veneration of learning for me i mean the big the big thing that's central to it which i think um is an interesting um you know on 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 paper it feels like a like a positive or has a lot of positives with its costs is the idea of like oh let's just venerate learning let's just say that learning is learning is a thing that a chunk of your life should be given over to or or it's even allowed to like yeah yeah, yeah. there's a space where you're allowed to, to 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 prioritize learning over the other um, outputs that you may be generating in, in the same with the same energy. And that's where one of the big downsides of academia as it's been practiced is becomes obvious, which is the exclusivity, the yeah. idea that it hasn't been open to all. Whether or not that's inherent in the idea or whether you can, if we downvote enough other things on the list that um, lead to um, that exclusivity being practiced in a negative way. I wonder, because I, I think that we're at a particularly um, distinct um explosion of the cultural form um turning point like yeah uh, like and we're only very early on in that but yeah, we don't know what's going to happen yeah yeah but the the way in which it has sort of been um uh very um in terms of percentile of people who have access to the the cultural form itself well, why? It yeah. has, been, has been very narrow i mean it's grown significantly in the recent decades but it's it's suddenly become potentially 100% of anyone who's curious about anything can access most information around almost anything they might want to um, and and also access, you know, uh, teaching from potentially the, the, you know, the greatest minds on, or, you know, the people who have dedicated the most focus to particular topics in a way that hasn't been the case before. But there's still these hangover um, institutions of universities, et cetera, that, mm. that, you know, have had the monopoly of that type of, um, learning and information distribution and the authority that comes with the, the conferral, which which still exists yes. and, so, and and is very expensive. As, yeah, the status is still intact. And the idea of... Um, I mean, imagine in- turning up to a job interview, you're com- competing with another candidate you're exactly equal with and you've said, oh, I learned everything from um, online courses. I'm very dedicated to, you know, I read all the journals, I have yeah. these subscriptions, or someone who's like, oh, I've got a master's degree, like from it's still, exactly. X institution, it's, it's no contest. It's still going to, yeah. It's still, in most industries. Sorry, in most there, industry- there are industries in which that's not true, but yeah, um, yeah, it, most most still. Um, the, um, uh, yeah, thanks thanks for shouting out to the deregulated industry that I work in, Chris. The um, uh, How's your wrestling qualification? <laughs> um, the, um, the, interesting thing about this explosion in access to different information sources is it's almost highlighted, yeah, not just what you're talking about, the um, the challenge to or revealing of, um, you know, uh, status environments and uh, markers of status that are, um, deploy- that are employed without necessarily as much rigor as you'd want to, but it's also heightened this idea of um, the academic, the culture of academia becoming as its its own thing that exists in the human perception and people and people who think of themselves as knowledge seekers or people wanting education having a bit of a cleavage between 
this is an oversimplification, but almost like once academia is identified, you can have people who are trying to educate themselves uh, locate themselves as either academics or non-academic types. Like mm -hmm. I think, I feel like there's a bit of a attempt to diagnose a kind of anti-knowledge movement worldwide, which I don't think is best accurately described as that. Like I think it's I, just- I haven't encountered th that. Can you describe it to me? So the idea of um, people who are- Glee joyfully and gleefully talking like um you know celebrating their um dis their divorcing of themselves from engaging with thing things that they would quantify as the mainstream media or mainstream science or mainstream academia and um that you know and i think some people perceive that as they're those replacing people. that with anything well then this is the, i think a lot of people would be like oh um oh they're just celebrating ignorance i th i that's not what i see what i see is people being like what that what they're holding up is a concept of truth or accuracy that is different, and you know I'll happily say it, not not a not a good substitute for anything. Like even with my strongest critiques of academia, I'm seeing a lot of a lot of these people. It's about oh I'm you know I'm replacing it with common sense or with the YouTube algorithm or with yeah. my engagement with online with with quote unquote personal research, and that personal research tends to not uh, not um present uh, to others as being anything particularly rigorous or employing things like scientific method or um, a knowledge of cognitive biases or things like that. But a, that is a nice thing of the process of academia by getting it's in its peer review in its historical cultural or at least its contemporary cultural yeah. um, form, but not, not even just peer review, just like physically getting people together. Like, like we said, it's a geographical location. Yeah. That's, that's, that's pretty critical to encountering things that you might not otherwise encounter, which is, of course, the same criticism that you could have of the same form, which is you don't encounter everybody, and um, you know it's 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 so exclusive in so many ways. It's it's funny that I feel like I'm working from a default of being like critical of academia and devil's advocating it because, like, it's funny. Like in you know, um, I went to I went to uni and got a. Uh, I did a three-year degree. I got a Bachelor of Arts and um, I had a great time. Like mm. I was very well suited to it. Not like maybe not long-term academic lifestyle, but yeah, like three years of just being, and you know, doing a BA, you're in super theoretical space, quote unquote. And you know, for someone like me who was excited to not be working vocationally towards, um, yeah. a, you know, a job outcome, I just, yeah. And, and um, having come from a, from regional Australia and going to an underfunded kind of public high school and not having, um, yeah, not having a high level experience of being, being guided and given like, I, I don't know, I was, I did, I, I feel like I was a classic kind of personal research kid. Like I loved learning about stuff, but, um, it would just in the absence of an engaging school environment or a school environment that kind of matched you well, I would just kind of go into my own little, uh, rabbit warrens of just read. I just, I just did heaps of reading. Like I just would spend all my time reading going to uni was again, that idea of, um, it was funny for me coming to a place like Canberra and going to uni where um, it felt like um, the uni I went to, which is considered the, it's the uni that used to be a technical college and gets um, a bit sneeringly perceived. For me, half the people at that uni were just a bunch of Canberrans who were just basically doing in there, treating it as like year 13 of high school. Like there was, it was just a yeah, default. Right. They just had the default expectation they were going to go to uni the whole time and they went and weren't necessarily... Val you know, weren't necessarily valuing it in a precious way. And then a bunch of us from regional Australia, each of whom had been like, well, got to be, we're one of like the three or four people from our school year who got to go to get uni. Any, yeah. And I'm sure a lot of those people were still just partying and 
goofing off. I I goofed off plenty, but I was such a uni nerd. Like I would, I never missed a lecture. I bound out of bed on Monday morning, excited to go to my classes, like just because I felt like I had a, ver- yeah, I just felt like I was um, doing, I, I was doing a course that I was really into mm-hmm. and um, it just felt like, um, yeah, it just, just, and you know, and part of it was just that thing of like, oh, finally meeting people that I felt that I could relate to, blah, 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 all that kind of moving from a small town thing. But yeah, the invite. I also went to a uni, the, the, the yep. other one, the rival, yep, the yep, cross yep. town rival. Mm-hmm. Um, big uni. Big uni, yeah. That's what it's called. And um, my experience was just like the, I'm just trying to keep it rel- like relevant to the topic of exploring academia, but um, I was just shocked at, the people that were there, like in the worlds that they'd come from, like were almost mm. uniform compared to mine. And I was, I was really surprised to see what sort of existed ethic that I hadn't otherwise yeah. encountered, but that's not an experience that they would have had. So no, I did. I mean, I did cause my um, girlfriend at the time was going to big uni, mm-hmm. big BU. And um, I remember, um, yeah, going and having conversations with her classmates where, you know, and learning about things like people caring about, what school they went to and, yeah, yeah. you know, like stuff that was just completely bemusing to me. Yeah. You know, people being like, so where, where'd you go to school? I'd be like, um, William, I'm a high school. Toilet. Hill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, I can't, it's like, I, I went to school and I'd hold up my, I'd have to do the finger quotations, <laughs> but, um, yeah. And then them wanting to tell me what school they went to. And obviously I've heard of, no, I haven't heard of any schools. Yeah, like, yeah, I was like, yeah, exactly. how, who's, who knows, who, ha- who knows the names of schools other saint than the ones something. I've been to? Your school's run by a saint. Whoa. That's very impressive. <laughs> you're, you're, you go to you go to the school of the king, um, but yeah, it's um, we don't even have a king. <laughs> <laughs> Is he trapped in the in the dungeon of the school? Is this what's been happening the whole time? Um, it, I definitely think it's funny. Um, my partners Evan and I were talk were laughing the other day about how like like on paper it sort of makes intuitive sense on paper that yeah people you know, they have a schooling experience and then they go and do their academia right after that because you need then that knowledge to then go and have your life, I guess. But also it's just in, in a culture where um, there's also this idea of, you know, this, uh, I'm going to go on a limb and say dumb idea that, you know, you sh- you have go and have all these like edgy transgressive peak experiences while you're young um, on the idea that that will quote unquote be the safe, get it out of your system time rather than just a thing that will set patterns of behavior for your whole life. But the idea that you're doing that at the same time and in the same location and trying to have it be the same thing as when you're also trying to um, hit this relatively focused executive function heavy process of education, like really. And also like it's a formative thing in that like, because it is a, you know, for for so many, it's, it's a career, it's a career, there's a career element. Yeah, totally. As a foundation stone. And it's so funny that like, like, what do we look like? I wouldn't, I wouldn't let another 17 year old get to pick what I set as the career foundation for my own life, but that's what people do. And like the, you know, I've I've talked about this before, but like the sunk, the sunk cost of that, then Mm. you're like, well, I've just spent six years doing, you know, law commerce, it would be crazy to spend <laughs> yeah. six years and $70,000 not to use that exactly. now to, to forge a career. Uh, it's, it's, that's insidious. And the idea- and, and that is more normal than its alternative. Totally. Yeah. And as you say, um, that idea of, we've talked about before on the podcast, the idea of how many people walking around feeling that the failure of their lives is that they let 
down the ambitions of their 17 year old self, yeah. which is just like, like, and you just go, you just, you let down the ambitions of an idiot. You yeah. do nothing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like really don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that like you should find a way to divorce like early twenties partying culture and sketchiness from, from the, from the uni environment. Maybe you should just take the academia out. Like maybe uni. Should, I think they do that in um, Northern Europe. Maybe uni should just be at yeah, like a big like conservation park for early twenty somethings where they can just do their thing and not bother anyone else. Like that's. I, like I think I also think like I mean this is this is we're really drilling into specific details about academia here. So yeah. f- please forgive us this journey because it's fun. Um, Digression. It's our obsession. Nice. Nice. Um, I think that, like, it's so sad that, like, and absurd that, like, how cool would it be if, if it was just completely routine for anyone at any age to do it, to suddenly undertake a three-year bachelor degree, it, which required them to be at campus full-time? Like, it's so weird. Mm. I, like, I find anything that's completely generationally stratified for no good reason, yeah. like, absurd and, and, and costly because, like, and costly. I, like as if I want to be listening. Like, what am I gaining? <laughs> like, I did, I did po- politics in my... Um, degree, and we're, we're a bunch of eighteen-year-olds sitting in a room with a twenty-two-year-old yeah. <laughs> at the front, saying, yeah. "Like, you know, this is this, and this is this," and we're like, "I think this, I think this." You know what? No, it's any no fucking one, idea yeah, what we're talking about. <laughs> it's madness. And then we go away and forge our opinions, and then you know, for those super enthusiasts, I mean, I went to college with someone who's a senator now, like there you go. as a peer, and like to me, that's madness. Not that, not that someone of a, a certain age can't be can't know things or have convictions or be a senator or whatever. It's just that it's they just... usually don't. Exactly. exactly. They usually That's... don't know anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, nobody usually knows anything. Exactly, yeah. at any age. Yeah. But, yeah, the um, – and look – And cool. you learn even less by not being exposed to different types of people. And the reassuring thing and the easy thing to forget in a place like Canberra is that, luckily, this the absurdity of academia is taken as taken for granted and a given amongst – vast tracts of human society yeah, like yeah. there is like anti anti-academia um animus is a norm like everywhere i mean my dad is the sort of person who you know he's literally if he has someone come and come for a job at the uh golf club that he runs in sydney he, he said to me in the past maybe he's chilled out a bit now but he said to me in the past that like the first thing that'll make him a bit leery is if they have a uni degree because right. he's he's from the sort of working class background where he's like it just instantly makes him think yeah but do they know what hard work is <laughs> <laughs> or are they just, yeah, are they up in their ivory tower playing their Nintendos? You know, I don't know. Dad's <laughs> reference points are a bit crossed over. But the, um, but the, um, uh, I'll tell you what, I love the idea of an ivory tower where everyone's playing Nintendo. <laughs> like great. that, that, that vision of academia. I'm, Pretty good. I'm into. Um, but the, yeah, so, um, it would be, um, remiss for us to just edge literally be like, but maybe academia is not good when really the interesting thing about academia and maybe a thing that is a cost to it is the idea that it it's a cultural form. And again, like sport, like, you know, once sport exists as a cultural form, you have people lining up to identify themselves not just as into sport, but as not into sport in a way yeah. that sometimes feels a bit self-defeating, right? You just kind of go, people who are like, oh, I just don't get sport. It's like- Sports ball. Yes, ex- exactly. Yeah, and you have just as much. And I think that's what I was talking about before, like this- this supposedly modern strain of um, anti-intellectualism is just a is just the latest flavor of a thing that's always been around. Which is as soon as you have, um, you know, so- even Socrates and his boys in a room, you have people across town just being like, Phew. "Sounds like a bunch of just arguing with each other," and then someone has to take poison to me. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, the uh, yeah, and so. 
that idea of well um, then let's we, let's get into the virtues then yeah totally yeah like I mean we've spent twenty three minutes kind of laughing about some weird things exactly. around academia there are incre- like just the idea that there's a dedicated space where people can pursue inquiry it's um, basic practicality right. It's basically, yeah. it's a version of just practically, this is, if you want to learn a bunch of stuff and we want a bunch of people all want to learn similar stuff, let's get together and do it in a space. Yeah. And the idea, the thing that I think gets dunked on a lot and does have costs and imperfections, which is the idea of someone who is an educator and a professor in something rather than someone who is quote unquote out in the world doing it. Mm. I actually, I'm pretty warm to it. The idea of it's like, no, because teaching is a different skill from doing like the, those who can't teach you know, like uh, cliche it has these kind of negative connotations to it. But like, you don't, you don't need to do it if you're teaching it and what you are as a teacher. Like, I think there's a balance point there where, yeah, there are people, there are academics, there is a phenomenon of academics just, you know, being in there. I mean, it's, it's probably more of like a seventies untreated brick tower, but mm. there's certainly, you know, the, there are severe costs to people pursuing a theoretical engagement with something and losing the context for the real world. But also, practically, if you want an education process to happen, professors are a good idea in a lot of ways. What do you think? I think they're part of the mix. Like, yeah. you know, I, I don't. I think it would be naive to think that there's going to be a single source of any um, information that's going to give you everything that you need except for Wikipedia. Yes. Um, great. Great source. Which is the perfect Jump. educator. Yeah. yeah. Jump on it now. Yeah. Um, I think that no, like that that silliness aside, like I, I think I think it's part of the mix, and and I think there is a really like there's a really valid uh, criticism of um, the the luxury that ac- academics have to not have to test their ideas in the quote unquote real world. Like I I, I, th- I think that um, I think I think that you could find vast swathes of um, of uh, academic literature that is written, that is written from that it, that has emerged from the cultural form of academia yeah, totally. for its cultural form and its utility outside of that maybe nil or maybe is often nil. I think we uh, can assume. Yeah, yeah, or and but or, but potentially also very harmful because it's um, you know can be can be taken up. But that, yeah. but I, I feel like that's that's not really relevant it's, to what we do because other ideas will remove that. And th- but, again, this feels like this really feels like an idea that will be protected in a decent spot on the yeah. list by you know, taking down, I mean, even something, the stuff we have at the bottom, like fulfillment or like other stuff, like, I feel like things that like, I feel like the way the list is going to come together is going to, um, downplay things like a reductive vocational focus or, um, or a prejudice, you know, or, or a wealth inequality kind of aspect playing out in there. Um, Imagine imagine if we fall off a balcony or something. (laughs) (laughs) Next ten weeks are about, you know. They just have this. Oh, that's protecting great. the genetic elite. Oh, <laughs> so, I love it. Um, the, but yeah, so I, I was going to say for all those criticisms, like it could it could still be even ninety nine point nine percent useless and like you know self rewarding only trash, which which I don't think it is, but it, no. it could be that and still be of great utility by having a space for people to learn the lessons that come from those spaces and also. Um, for having the unique dedicated space for resources of, of inquiry um, for the, the that might that might not otherwise get to exist anywhere, and yeah. so and you know I don't want to get into the I don't want to get too um, 
too romantic about it because I think you could say, you know, it's only from universities and the culture of academia that we've had incredible breakthroughs in the spheres of, you know, the groundbreaking science that's enriched our lives or, you know, any sort of, because I don't think that that's necessarily the only way in which that can happen. And I don't think it's the only or chief virtue of that process, but it's, it's despite definitely being true. It's, um, it's good for protecting the academic, like the thing that we, that there's critiques of, which is, you know, this, mm-hmm. it's this protected res- reserve where there's not the, where people could spend a lot of time faffing around, um, does make it a decent model for the thing that you need to do uh, in the pursuit of critical knowledge, which is a lot of faffing around. Yeah. In fact, it's, it's really striking that a lot of the people who came up with great breakthroughs in the Middle Ages, they tended to be from like monk classes because they would be people who would just get a bit, they'd get a bit of land, a bit yep. of space a bit of, and a lot of time. That's it. <laughs> like, and then, like, oh, I'm going to pursue my own interests. It's like, man, it was so boring out here yeah. that I've um, cracked this. Yeah, I think I've, I think I know what the particles that make up existence are now. Yeah, yeah. I think I've just worked it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, which is which is to acknowledge that there are lots of different ways that certain things can be come to. But I think because these spaces are inherently about that, they do tend to um, build in over time and value the techniques and tools that that uh, the other ones that you would want to value to get to those sorts of outcomes, yeah, like, yeah. like scientific method and like um, and you know teaching. Yep. Like at all and, and doing research as, as valuable things. And uh yeah, I think I think there's like you said, need to remember that outside our bubble there is a there is a very circumspect view of um much of academia. I, mean, I remember when I got my um qualification, they were reading out um the PhDs of the people in the disciplines and one person um had done their PhD on something that I, I, I won't name it in case <laughs> in case they're a listener, but I, I just thought, wow, what a great way to spend three years adding absolutely nothing to the, to the pool yeah. of human cat. Like it's it was like like name the dumbest idea in your head. It's not it's not even that dumb. It's just nothing. Yeah. Like and um and and the, and but there was space for someone to do that, and that's great. And you never know what can come out of those things. Like um. I, I don't know. It's, 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 it's like, the, but, but like you said, that, 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 that view of that sort of stuff yeah. exists and it is taken circumspect. And, and, um, I, I've never, uh, look, like the, the great risks of these downsides of academia is that someone could walk into a room and be like, I'm a PhD of whatever discipline you're going to listen to what I'm sa- going to say, mm. which I feel has never happened really. Like, or not, not as it happened, but I feel like <laughs> that's an like, interesting. I feel one like if you go well, into yeah. the open market and be like, "I've got a PhD yeah. in anthropology," people aren't going to be like, "We must change our ideas to shape them around what this person thinks around yeah. anything other than potentially anthropology based on what they say." So this is the thing that cracks me up: is yeah, the idea of people, act, you know, people acting as if we live in a world where scientists have a tyrannical grip yeah, over the discourse. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like you know, it's like any time someone who is completely of the academic spheres comes out and gets alarmed about what's happening in the world and you hear their description and you go, that is just happening on uni campuses. Yeah, these, yeah, yeah. You know, like any, any, the extremes of any sort of like, oh, um, you know, this uh, social justice activism has gotten out of control in these ways. I'm like, yes, except it absolutely hasn't because it <laughs> yeah. is happening in these absolutely controlled <laughs> yeah. spaces. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's a great argument as well, you know, for the, for the early 20 somethings uni reserve is it's just like, yeah, just let people do their cringiest, dumbest thinking and acting in, in the these farms. in these discrete spaces, <laughs> and um, the uh, and also the other thing I think about is how high we have moving. It's like just outside our top ten, and again, just this 
geographical or figurative, you know, just figurative spatial component of yeah. academia is a place you can go to um, that is different from the context that you might have come from. And yeah, we've, we've, we've highlighted the value of that, of just being like, no, you can engage in a whole world of, you can engage in worlds of, and thoughts and ideas and perspectives that aren't your own. And that's an important thing we got to value. You don't need academia for that, but it's a decently practically organized way for that to it's occur. It's kind of like, a, it's oddly for me, it's comparable to cruises in its benefits. Like, Big times. Yeah. Such a similar idea. Yeah. Which is so funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, I, I should say, I loved my time studying. I, I would love to go back. Like, if, 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 um, I, I was recently thinking about getting out of the arts for the obvious reasons, mm. but particularly with the contemporary crush on, um, performance worlds and the stranglehold that the brad and boys have on the popular audience well they've earned it yeah that doesn't bother me at all mm-hmm. um i revere them mm-hmm. um but and us and i was thinking well you know what i would really like to do get into academia i'd love to like i love universities i love learning i love teaching i love love the energy that people have when they're in those spaces um except now like basically universities are Arts 2.0 in that like mm. they're they're now inheriting all the, the insecu- yeah. you know it's the the wave of insecurity and everything yeah, is true. coming across them unfortunately so it's not it doesn't feel like a great uh, um, idea to ameliorate the personal insecurities I'm feeling around that stuff but um I like the 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 cultural form of it is is so fun like and I think I think the risks of it are only if you're only in that space and only hold the rules of academia to be like to have it to have an authority that is bigger than then it's legitimate or something like yeah. the, like the actual that uh, uh yeah the actual experience of it can can be great if it's held in um, reference to the rest of society and the world like cruises like we said about cruises if the idea didn't exist and someone described the idea to you you'd be like sounds fun mm. and the um idea of you'd be like you'd be like sounds weird but fun but the idea of um in this, let me say, we're not ranking it as it plays out in this in this current society, but in this current society, if way more people just started doing late in life academic study, I I uh, think um, not quote unquote things would be better, but I'd be having a better time <laughs> seeing people. Yeah, and I think it would be um, get to shift their perspective. I think or it'd go be rewarding for them exactly. Even the idea that there is that you're engaging with like expertise of knowledge and structured learning and um, pursuing things in a world in which you don't know things yeah. like that's, I'm just you know, a big that's fan pretty of, cool. I'm just a big fan of that cringy first year student engagement thing of like, just You're talking about the bread and boys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just cause I said, I'm a big fan of doesn't mean I'm necessarily talking about the bread and boys, even though I'm a huge fan of the bread and boys <laughs> as, as, as is everyone. But the, um, no, just that thing of like, you know, anyone learning something for the first time and it's just spilling out of them and they're wanting to tell people about it, whether they're interested or not. And it's, and it's usually, particularly when it's stuff where it's like, people know about that stuff as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Would, you know, it's like someone in the first two weeks of, of film school just being like, have you heard of the French new wave? Or like someone, you know, just literally someone, it's the same as on Facebook seeing someone who's just, who's in their forties and just discovered feminism, you know, like mm-hmm. it's, uh, cringy and easy to tease and it's also you would want you would always want that to be able to happen to anyone at any time you would you, you got to celebrate it yeah i think and the, tease it i think yeah i think like with academia you could look at the, the the i think the trap is to look at the output as though that's the only way to get that output the culture of academia is the only yeah. way it's that's it's, it. it's and, but i think it's a way and in many ways a superior way to others because because of the inherent value of of educating and learning and hopefully those traits like 
are protected from the external factors in society yeah. that might otherwise drive them. For example, like, you know, if you think of like great technological advances, you know, where we get most of those from, I think 51% or something of all research in the 21st century uh, was, uh, sorry, 20th century was uh, um, from mil from the military, they, for, yeah. for global military. So, you know, like you can, you can get, if you want to squeeze out outcomes that 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 could be they can be gotten in a, a range of ways and and I'm talking about outcomes as in like the sort of uh intellectual advances yeah. that progress the species in whatever and there's some cross and look there's some cross breeding there because like the military have co-opted and employed academic yeah, yeah, modeling yeah. there but but the same you could say the same with like the free market as a way to get certain types of outcomes yeah. I like that academic even though it is it is corrupted by all those by all the external factors of the society it sits in is at least aspirationally an independence base of inquiry, even though yeah. it, it isn't. It's um, not just corrupt. It's infinitely corruptible as well. But, yeah, but yeah. as you say, there's a central idea. There's a, um, yeah, cent central to it is the idea of the veneration of knowledge for its own sake and that knowledge will lead to, and that the pursuit of knowledge and education will, and, the, and even just the veneration of, the educated, which is cringy in many ways, mm. also is and has nice its own costs, but yes, yeah. has, is nice in many ways. Yeah. Um, any other thing we need to talk about before we is, is uh, that's not best done by comparing it to other ideas? No, I think starting to compare it will really help. Sweet. All right. So it does, as you say, weirdly comparable to cruisers at one end. We've got, um, I mean, I, th uh, I feel like the little here's here's a little bracket I'm thinking. So. Um, there's a bracket of about 10 ideas that has taxes at the best at the, at the top end and cruises at the bottom. Uh, I say that just above taxes, you've got things like hyperbole and playing it cool that I think are just, you know, just larger, bigger, um, like watermarking concepts into your everyday life that I think just have to be better than it. Yeah. I think, I think I agree. Yeah. So I think. Taxes is really comparable in terms of it's like, it's just a way that you can organize things. There'd be a lot of other choices to, there'd be way, way heaps of choices of other ways to do stuff, or it might not even be relevant if the com context of society was different enough. I'm trying to think of taxes that improve or um, reduce the quality of academia. Mm. Like the, the way in which they improve it is obvious, but. Um... I mean, they, they definitely relate to each other strongly in the idea of it's like, yes, putting like uh, a collective group um, enterprise where we'll all pay for that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I think maybe taxes have to go above academia. Yeah, that's for that, a, that's for that fine. reason. Taxes is good because so, if you if you didn't have the collective idea that we were going to pay for the idea for like a space, yeah, then it would only be privately owned or yeah. you know religious whatever the other organizations owning it. And I think that would be a I think taxes is better cost. Yeah. Let's let me let me give you this little run of ideas all in a hit and see what it think because I think these are all weird, weirdly in the same space. So under taxes, you've got acting. Pets, gyms, which is which is quite comparable in a lot of mm. ways. Pornography, mail, as in the mail, jobs, and then cruises under that. Feels better to me. It feels better than jobs and cruises. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely better than jobs. Like as in, yeah, um, yeah, in yeah, in a society where you've you know jobs isn't the worst, but in a society where you've comfortably moved beyond jobs, there are still arguments for academia at its cringiest. Um. So I think something I I think we should have mentioned, um, but can can mention now and also dismiss yep. is that like any of the worst ideologies that you're thinking of, or that, that, that you you know whatever you consider an oppositional idea in society to you, you can guarantee it will it, like there will, at some point have been a critical um, 
academic yep. like process Academia that is, is edified that that has um legitimized it. that that uh, particular school of thought as totally. well yeah cool literally no matter what it is i think as well yeah and that's why i think and so you know under jobs and cruises we've got like cheating which i think is like the similar like that's why i think we're in the similar sort of space in terms of like stuff where the costs are real big but unlike cheating i think that the yeah as we said i think academia a lot of those the potential that worst potential gets ameliorated With by the, by the list. list. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so, acting, pets, gym, pornography, mail—is it better or worse than the idea of being able to have long-distance correspondence by people through some type of mechanism, practical mechanism? I guess so, because mail isn't the only form of that. Yeah, like you know, because at some point we're going to rank internet or you know email or like. I, I think email is including email. I oh, do. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think of that at the time. <laughs> I'll have to re- revisit in episode two hundred. <laughs> I I, um, I factored it in, but it will definitely re- we can revisit any time that we want to then prove the perfection of our rankings. Yeah, it's good. Um, not an optimal use of our time. Yeah. What about gyms? They yeah, like oddly comparable as yeah. you said. Um, I guess just as just as in like you know the improvement of your physical condition, you know, sub- subjective and social, like yes. whatever aside, and it's a cultural. It becomes a cultural space. Yeah, yeah, but you, you can do those things outside of gyms, and you can yeah. do you can do potentially any learning that you could do. They almost feel exactly the same. Yeah, like these are the ones that it like, just depends what you value more. Yeah, I I think I'd probably put it above gyms because the the output has the potential to be more um, helpful to others. Also, I feel like academia makes can make has the potential to make our understanding of how to do gyms better and not the other way around. For sure. Um, even though it probably won't. It at least might. I just I just say that in terms of my uh, engagement with... Oh, really? Sports scientists? Sports scientists are great. Sports mm. academia is trash. Sports scientists are not based out of universities? Um, they tend to use the... the they absolutely are, but I mean, I've got a specific um, engagement with like Australian sports academia. So that's, mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. I'm just, I'm um, judging the local aptitude rather than the, yeah, like the Soviet sports sciences, science who the best are academic scientists. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, good point, Chris Andrew. All right. So. Um, but they could be doing that science outside of, at, they're you know, iconic they could be doing it working for, you know, the company that makes well, they're doing they're doing they're doing it for the state. So again, it just shows that yeah. again, it's and it is and again, you it shows that you can get into the weeds of like if not the corruptibility, then just the yoking of academic progress to the outside to outside super super forms of culture like the state. Mm, maybe or like, not as good as like the military. Oh, so hard. No, I think I think the cult, that the culture does the things that it promotes internally, yeah. the things that it venerates, at least as an identity and, and a, yeah. like a motivator, are significant enough to to have have the good. Out, outcomes be associated with it at least yeah, loosely totally and they're you know and in terms of what they i just think the best of what they venerate is better than the best of what gyms venerate because mm-hmm. yeah the thing gyms don't good gyms don't do a good job at venerating what could be what they could most venerate which mm-hmm. is just the patient the like uh patient and, and um investigative physical practice like if gyms were more academic they'd be better I right think. Great. Not tons better, but a bit better. Um, all right. So, what does that put it below? It puts it below. So we've we know it's good, uh, below taxes. So it's about whether it's a lower above acting or acting in pets. Jeez. 
I instinctively want to put it above pets. What do you think? Yeah. But I, I, I don't really have a reason. I think, well, again, we keep coming back to the idea that with pets, you don't sum up everything that there is in terms of the potential for human and human-animal relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, the So we're not just, we're not ranking, you know, having, like, having animals in the human, you know, it's like having humans and animals be close. Pets feels like it has less costs, potentially, in terms of broad-based harm and costs, but also maybe because it's, that's just because it's like, maybe that's because I'm thinking about humans rather than animals. Mm. Um, yeah, weirdly comparable actually thinking about it because they, they do, the costs are similar, which is that you have a, you have a, like the cost of pets is that you have this venerated system of how things interact and, but also it has, you know, a power relationship built into it that can be abused and will be abused. Yeah. Really similar. Um, I guess it's, it's in my mind, I just have to, it probably comes down to would, would I rather have a great dog or spend a great five years at uni? <laughs> <laughs> I would absolutely um, prefer the latter, but you know, if I was that much into pets, I'd have a pet now. So I'm not the one person to ask, but I think. Um, yeah, I think, I, I think the external, the externality benefits are yeah. higher from academia. I hate to say it because I feel like individually I'd rather, if given the choice of, like, would I trade my dog now? I wouldn't, but I think that I think that it's not just about the individuals. It's, not just it's, a, it's, it's, it's the culture. It's not just about you and your dog, Chris. I'm sick of hearing that. <laughs> and academia, academia insists on telling you that all the time. <laughs> um, I, for one, am happy to do it because nothing inflames our listener base than putting anything above pets ever. That's so. true. Yeah. Um, um, I think it's. I think it's good, and I, I think that, like, as we have more ideas for knowledge and its exchange over time, then I'll feel more comfortable with the position that academia is is exactly. in as well. Exactly. I feel like it'll it'll bake in nicely. Um, I still want I think underacting still feels right in terms of, unless you think not, in terms of um, just the broad-based definition of what acting is, which is literally just the idea of taking um, the enactment of being, like presenting a different character or reality than is real. Which, um, which I and, think that and, improves and what universities it, are because exactly. people have to act in pati- particular ways like yeah. to get different outcomes for each other. Yeah. It's just embodying a different reality than the actual yeah. one as a craft, which, and that's, yeah, right. It's not the... Yeah, yeah, I'm not uncomfortable with that being. Yeah, higher. it's great. All right, that's still you know, it's just outside the top twenty. Okay, yeah, that great. Feels, that feels about right. About right yeah. on, a, on a list of sixty-ish ideas. Excellent, Riffo. Thanks, Nick. See you at the Braden Boys fan club. I'll meet. Be, I'll be there with my new Braden Boys theme song that I've written. Oh, nice. I might not see you there because, of course, there'll be so many other people. There'll be there'll be so many people there. Sometimes commotion, sometimes the 